The Automotive News Europe podcast is brought to you by Deco, a leading global manufacturer of propulsion products and drive systems for automotive, heavy-duty, and industrial applications since 1905. We provide innovative solutions for all our customers' current and future mobility challenges. Hello and welcome to the Automotive News Europe podcast for September 16th, 2021. I'm your host, Doug Bolduck, Managing Editor at a and Thanks so much for tuning in. Continental is in the midst of transforming its global production network. The move to Industry 4.0 is being overseen by 20-plus-year Continental veteran Sammy Crimi. The mega supplier's head of automotive manufacturing says that over the last two to three years, Continental has introduced more than 1,800 so-called cobots to assist in the production process, and that it has more than 70 smart assembly lines in operation around the world. Crimi says the efficiency gains have ranged from 20% to 50% at the locations where Industry 4.0 strategies are being implemented. He says the other benefits Continental has seen include better quality and faster decision-making. That is why he believes the shift to Industry 4.0 should make shortages, such as the current microchip crunch, a thing of the past. Hi, Sammy. Thanks so much for being here today for the Automotive News Europe podcast. Hi, Doc. Nice to meet you, and uh, I'm happy really to join uh, you here in this podcast and uh, to be a part of the Automotive News Europe. How is the move to Industry 4.0 changing the entire industry? Industry 4.0 is considered as uh, the fourth industrial revolution, and uh, this revolution uh, connects the production with modern information and communication technique. And this is, of course, will change the work style and, uh, and of course, will impact all the processes that we have it uh, today in our supply chain and manufacturing. And uh, if you look uh, to Industry 4.0, it's really based very strong on interconnected and intelligent products that communicate with users, enable new digital business models. It can monitor, control many things, many processes, specifically in manufacturing and using uh, data, which is collected from uh, the different uh, systems and processes that we have it. And the beauty of that, that is really a real-time information, which is available, which make really very strong, fast decisions for driving efficiency, transparency, and increasing quality and customer satisfaction at the end of the day. How is this change affecting Continental? How many plants are involved and how many projects are underway? If we look to our uh, area, so we are talking about uh, automotive technologies, uh, all the plants, we have more than uh, 50 plants worldwide. All of them, they are impacted uh, by the uh, by the Industry 4.0 and uh, in all the plants, we are running projects and, uh, and the different activities. Uh, along the, the process chain, starting from the warehouse activities through the production and the down to transportation and to uh, to the final customers. And just to give you some numbers, 
um, maybe to have a kind of feeling. So we have in the last uh, two, three years installed more than 1,800 cupboards uh, in a different uh, in different uh, plants, uh, more than 300 uh, AHEBs uh, to ensure the touchless material flow um, on one hand. But on the other hand, we have already Industry 4.0 built in into our industrialization of new production lines. And if I look to those numbers, we have already more than 70 lines in more than 24 uh, plants worldwide where we have smart automation, smart assembly lines where the industry force were already uh, built in. Yeah, this is just to give you some numbers. And you just mentioned a couple of interesting uh, acronyms and, and names that might be new to some of the listeners. I think it was a, a cobot, and the other one was an AHV. Tell us a little bit about what these are and uh, how they're impacting this shift. Let's start, uh, start with cobots. So the cobots, this is actually a new technology where we have a kind of robot at the end of the day, but it's really to access, really to program, and really can be installed in an environment and one can work very close to the operators. This is a new technology, and, um, and with that we can ensure also in some cases also a better ergonomy of the workstation that we give some tasks to the cobots, and at the end, and at the same time, we can increase efficiency. This is just an example. When we talk about AHEVs, we talk about autonomous um, automated guided vehicles. And here we are thinking about more about touchless production and material flow within the production. So it means how can we get the material from the warehouse down to the line, touchless, and these uh, guided vehicles help us there to have the, uh, the, uh, the material in place without any manual efforts uh, driving the material through the plants. What are your customers, the automakers, most interested in seeing happen from this shift? Customer benefit from, uh, from our high uh, quality products at the end of the day and the processes, having those technologies, as I said at the beginning, we are with that enhancing the quality, quality first, but also the efficiency in our in our uh, production uh, towards, for instance, zero error uh, production. Uh, at the same time, we are able to provide our technologies even faster, more flexible, more efficient, just to, to say the word time to mark. We are actually speeding up the time to mark, starting from the engineering point of view, but also in the, in the industrialization of the products before we start the production. And there we see the big benefit that the customer can see having that faster and, uh, and getting the benefit out of that. And of course, we are also not, not working just in the process flow. We are also looking to the overall factory and factory setups. Even there, we have already a lot of smart, uh, smart sensors, smart uh, solutions we integrated in our new factories when we, have, we are when we are implementing green fields. And this is, of course, giving also benefit toward the customer, toward lower possible energy consumption and, of course, low emissions. You just mentioned something that kind of piqued my interest is the fact that sustainability has become an absolute buzzword within the industry. 
And I would imagine this move also will help you meet the even tougher expectations that the automakers are asking you about being as CO2 neutral as possible, correct? Correct. And uh, this is what we put it in our roadmap. So in our roadmap, we want to be latest 2030 in all our plants worldwide, uh, CO2 neutral. And uh, this is where we establish the different fields of activities. And as I said, Industry 4.0, think about uh, um, smart devices in a new factory where you measure a lot of temperature, you measure uh, humidity, and then really you can better control all the environment and by that lowering the energy uh, consumption on one hand we have also we are in some plants we are prepared to use renewable uh, energy in our plants this is how we are set, we are setting up uh, our new uh, green fields and our new plants over the past year with the rise of the chip shortage the supply chain has sort of taken a beating and i was wondering Based on your experience and how you're seeing the evolution of Industry 4.0, will its full implementation help us and help the industry have an even more robust supply chain? Doc, this is for sure. This is where we see actually here that Industry 4.0 can help here. That's, just let me describe a little bit the situation where we are. So when you look to the semiconductor industry, we are, looking, uh, we are talking about lead times between six and nine months. And when you look to the poor car maker and uh, supply chain in the automotive industry, we are talking about just in time. We are talking about the horizon call offs uh, every week so with a certain flexibility up to 20% and so on. And if you look to both supply chains, semiconductors, but also to the automotive industry, then you see there is different, we are talking about different lead time. And now when it comes to industry for zero and can help us, is how to get the data together across the supply chain, starting from the semiconductors to the automakers, how we can get this data together, connected, and that we have a better exchange of the data, considering the impact of the lead time. And with that, we will make also the supply chain more robust in the future uh, toward uh, shortages. And this is something definitively where Industry 4.0 can here support. And by the way, we are working on that, establishing those kind of platforms, uh, connecting our suppliers, but also talking uh, uh, and delivering the right information to our customers to have this platform running. And this is something where we are establishing and we establish it in some cases already we are working on that. We'll continue our conversation with Continental's Head of Automotive Manufacturing, Sammy Crimi, after this message. Deco has been a pioneer in the research, design, manufacture, and distribution of essential propulsion drive systems and aftermarket services for automotive, truck, off-highway, and industrial applications for more than 115 years. Through its expertise in transferring power quietly and efficiently, DACO has emerged as the global leader in providing system solutions for heavy-duty, hybrid, and electric vehicles. DACO designs and manufactures scalable, innovative, efficient, and reliable solutions and delivers premium quality products, namely belt starter generator systems, DACO hybrid modules, and accessory drive components such as belts, decouplers, dampers, tensioners, and more. 
Deco solutions are driven with a purpose to continuously improve the fuel saving, CO2 reduction, and durability of heavy and light-duty OE vehicles. Deco delivers optimized NVH, noise, vibration, and harshness, and provides lifelong service with exceptional performance as the next standard in the field. Deco's world-class global distribution network services the aftermarket industry with a full offering of kits and products to meet the requirements of each local market. This is accomplished by a dedicated global team of more than 4,000 associates across 42 locations in 21 countries through continuous learning and the desire to act like owners in everything they do. Deco is making products that move the world forward, always. To learn more, visit the company's website at www.daco.com. Sammy, the switch to Industry 4.0 is not only a massive undertaking, it's also an expensive one. Can you give us some idea on how much the company is investing to make the transition? <laughs> I will not give you, of course, uh, exact numbers to that, uh, but uh, I want just to, to say for each, when we are talking about Industry 4.0, we are running more than 30 different solutions in our uh, more than 50 plants worldwide. And uh, for each solution, we make proof of concepts. And with that, first we go in a kind of front loading. So we need to invest. And of course, behind each invest and proof of concept, we have a business, uh, a business case behind that. And of course, we need always the payback of the business case. And this is something how we are how we are driving and we are investing in Industry 4.0. And I can tell you, when we look to all the activities together and we look what is the return on invest, we see there a very good return on invest that help us very strong improving forward our quality, but also our efficiency in the plants. That spills nicely into my next question was to get some feedback from you on where are the biggest potential rewards and savings yeah with the with the different implementation that we see so far where we are already on the rollout and it's back becoming uh, let's say a standard within uh, continental automotive we see increased in efficiency and quality in our production this is clear uh, we see a robust production processes with zero error strategy on one hand, and we see a high utilization of our equipment. Having robust processes, you can have a higher utilization of the equipment, and this is what we see. And of course, we can see also through the connection of all the data, because big data, data analytics, uh, machine learning, and so on, this is one of the, of, the, uh, of the fields where we are working on. We see there that our decision is now getting more and more data driven and we are talking all the organization making all the organization having the same uh, amount of the information at the at the real time we are talking about the same thing and this is making the the organization even faster more flexible and efficient uh, in taking decisions can you give me just a few examples of the efficiency gains in some of the programs that you're running now? Is it a 50% increase? Is it a 100% increase? Just to get some idea on how big of an impact this is making. 
Yeah, I think when you look to the to the different projects, you ca I cannot give you the one number, but we see really some projects where we see an efficiency increase 20%, and we see some projects where we see even the 50%. So we can talk about a range between 20 and 50% where we see overall as efficiency. Yeah. With major changes, there always comes a personal impact to this. I would have to imagine some of the tougher discussions you're having are with the unions who want to make sure that people's jobs are protected. How do you balance the introduction of these new technologies with making sure that people's jobs and livelihoods remain intact? First of all, Industry 4.0 is, is not a trend, I think, or a concept, but it is a process at the end of the day and will change actually and will impact the workplaces and the work processes for our employees and uh, in all levels this is clear however we see here that there is different requirement we see actually there is a, a new requirement what we need what kind of skills we need for the future having more and more industry 4.0 penetrated into our processes and uh, our plants and this is where we see actually also the opportunity for our people that they can develop further, that they can get more skills. And uh, this is something what we are very strong um, supporting. That's why we see more opportunities than actually threats. For us, it's very important to make the advantages that we are getting out of this technology visible. We are open, we are, we are going into the discussion with our employees, uh, and we are involving them very strong in this process. With the move to a more digitalized world comes the downside, which is cyber attacks. We leave ourselves vulnerable to information being stolen, information being altered, and at a plant like yours that are running thousands of different parts and working for you know multiple customers this must be a major concern of yours can you tell us a little bit about what's being done to protect all of your factories against cyber attacks when we talk about cyber attacks in the last years we established actually different uh, uh, expertise in the different areas within the companies we talk about cyber cybersecurity in the product itself. We talk about cybersecurity in the IT, um, uh, in the IT, IT infrastructure. We talk about cybersecurity in manufacturing. And in the last years, we emphasized also the expertise, but also the processes in all three areas to make sure at the end of the day, we have the best uh, cybersecurity concept in place. Now, we have already uh, many standards already in place where we continuously monitor the implementations and we audit uh, our, our plans worldwide and to make sure that all the processes are implemented and with the, the regular audits to make sure we, st we are stressing the system and we want to make sure that we, want, we don't have any issues there regarding uh, cyber security. It's an absolutely amazing subject, and I'm very grateful you were here to walk me through all of this uh, new information. Uh, Sammy, thanks so much for joining us today for the Automotive News Europe podcast. Thank you very much from my side, Doc, to be a part of your uh, podcast, and uh, see you soon. We reached Sammy Crimi 
and his office in Regensburg, Germany. If you have an idea for a future podcast or would like to be a guest on the show, please reach out to me at dbolduck at autonews.com. For breaking news, please visit europe.autonews.com. You can listen to this podcast and a wide range of others from the Automotive News Group on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play, or on our website at europe.autonews.com. That wraps up this edition of the Automotive News Europe podcast for September 16th, 2021. I'm your host, Doug Bolduck, Managing Editor at A&E. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope you'll tune in again soon.